If there's anyone out there listening, let's take a deep breath. Everything that you've got buzzing around inside of you, just gather it all up, pack it into a tight little ball, and drop it. And take another deep breath. Nothing really matters. I'm just gonna take an extra one tonight. to make myself some tea and I've never tried this tea before um, my husband picked it up for me the other day because he thought I would like it it is called peppermint and creamy vanilla it's a twinings tea or twinnings I don't know how you're actually supposed to pronounce that and it's in one of those boxes um, that's lengthwise instead of upright. So there's like a, a lid on it instead of one of those little holes that you poke out and pull the tea bags through. I think I prefer this kind. It's just easier, easier to keep things nice and neat. I can actually already smell it like I haven't even opened the packet and I've already I already can smell it. It says something funny on the package. It says dare to resist the smooth creamy taste of this vanilla flavored peppermint tea. Dare to resist. That's a weird It's a weird phrasing. Pour freshly boiled water over tea bag and allow to brew for three to five minutes. Depending on desired strength, enjoy hot or iced. Okay. the tea leaves inside of the little bag. I'm not even sure what tea bags are made out of. It smells good.
period. let that steep for okay set the timer for five minutes and oh and one thing I keep forgetting to do since I mentioned it a couple of episodes ago is to light that candle you actually probably would not believe how much of a disaster my apartment is right now Oh, there's, I feel like, there's this sense that you can't, like, be cozy or do nice things for yourself, like light a candle or have a cup of tea in a messy apartment. But, you know, I think most people who have lives also have messy apartments. Maybe not as messy as mine, but life is messy, so I think it's important to accept uh, where you're at in life, whether that's um, in terms of your housekeeping uh, skills or in terms of your career or anything like that. Not meaning that you shouldn't try to uh, improve in any way, but just that you shouldn't deprive yourself of nice things just because everything in your life isn't perfect or because you're not perfect. Um, I think that's an important key to being happy. So I've got the candle here and obviously I need something to light it with. I hadn't thought about that. So I'm just gonna go, I'm just gonna go find something. I think I have a lighter in this box. Yeah, in here. I thought I had one in here. This is my box of candles, so you'd think I might have a lighter in there, but apparently not. Interesting. I'm not going to be lighting this candle after all because I cannot seem to find a lighter. I'm finding other stuff though. I found this teething necklace that you put on and that way your baby can bite this big chunky necklace instead of you when they're teething. Um, oh, hey, there's a lighter. Fantastic. Okay. Okay. Oh, it smells really good. There. 
sure what should I what I should do with the lid in the meantime. delight cinnamon roll flavored coffee whitener I'm not usually one for coffee whitener but actually this kind of it, it adds a nice subtle flavor to coffee and um it might be nice in this tea I don't think I'm gonna put a lot in though I've been in in a while. I hope that you are feeling the cozy vibes. I hope that I'm able to share them with you. Um, I thought I could look up some more stuff. I really, uh, I find reading about plants really relaxing, plants and animals. 
but I was really interested in the sea oat that we um, that we read about last time. And I want to go on a bit of a Wikipedia exp exploration. Um, so, so I've already read about sea oat, but what kind of links can I can I click on? In this article. Hmm. Tides. Storm surges. Perennial. Inflorescences. The plant produces inflorescences of flat spikelets, each of which contains 10 to 20 wind-pollinated florets. These ripen to golden brown in infructescences, or seed heads, in late summer. The seeds are dispersed by wind and can be carried long distances by storms and ocean currents, but reproduction commonly occurs vegetatively by forming buds around stem bases. I would like to know what inflorescence means, so I'm going to click on an inflorescence is a group or cluster of flowers arranged on a stem that is composed of a main branch or a complicated arrangement of branches. Morphologically, it is the modified part of the shoot of seed plants where flowers are formed. The modifications can involve the length and the nature of the internodes and the phyllotaxis as well as variations in the proportions, compressions, swellings, ad adnotations, connotations, and reduction of main and secondary axes. One can also define an inflorescence as the reproductive portion of a plant that bears a cluster of flowers in a specific pattern. Okay, I think I didn't understand all of that, but I think, um, I think I kind of get the gist. Um, what else do we, what do we have here? Um, oh, this is an interesting word. Any flower in an inflorescence may be referred to as a floret, especially when the individual flowers are particularly small and born in a tight cluster such as a pseudanthium. And I would like to know what a pseudanthium is. A pseudanthium, Greek for false flower, is an inflorescence that resembles a flower. Okay, the word is sometimes used for other structures that are neither a true flower nor a true inflorescence. Hmm. Examples of pseudanthia include flower head, composite flower, or capitulum which are special types of inflorescences in which anything from a small cluster to hundreds of some or sometimes thousands of flowers are grouped together to form a single flower-like structure. So, um, thinking that there are things that are not, it's a talking about things not being true flowers or true inflorescences, so 
that makes me wonder what the actual definition of a flower is. A flower, sometimes known as a bloom or blossom, is the reproductive structure found in flowering plants, plants of the division Magnoliophyta, also called angiosperms. The biological function of a flower is to facilitate reproduction, usually by providing a mechanism for the union of sperm with eggs. Uh, flowers may facilitate outcrossing fusion of sperm and eggs from different individuals in a population, resulting from cross-population, or allowing selfing fusion of sperm and egg from the same flower when self-pollination self occurs. Am I going to have to put an explicit rating on this podcast? This, this is getting a little bit raunchy up in here with these flowers. Um, so it sounds like a true flower is a part of a plant that has a specific reproductive function. So I guess, um, I guess a pseudanthium, um, is, I guess, something that looks like a flower but doesn't actually serve that function. Interesting, okay. So, what else can we click on here? Self-pollination, cross-pollination. Each of these kinds of parts is arranged in a whorl on the receptacle. The four main whorls, starting from the base of the flower or lowest node and working upwards, are as follows, and it lists a bunch of words. But the question I have is, what is a whorl? In botany, a whorl or verticil is an arrangement of leaves, sepals, petals, stamens, or carpels that are that radiate from a single point and surround or wrap around the stem or stalk. A leaf whorl consists of at least three elements. A pair of opposite leaves is not called a whorl. Interesting. Okay, so... Radiate from a single point. Okay. Um... I'm not sure I fully understand, but, oh no, I think I get it. So they're just kind of like all on the same level vertically. Okay. Uh, okay, right, right, right. A leaf whorl consists of at least three elements. So there has to be at least three of them. If there's only two, then it's not a whorl. Okay. Interesting. What is a sepal? A sepal is part of the flower of angiosperms, flowering plants. Usually green, sepals are typically fun uh, sepals typically function as protection for the flower bud and often as support for the petals when in bloom. Okay, I see. Oh, I see. Oh, 
Okay. It's kind of like that little, yeah, um, the, the kind of like leaves that come up around a flower, it looks like, is what a sepal is. Hmm. Interesting. do we have here? I'm gonna take some sip of tea. Mmm. Oh my god, that is so good. It reminds me of something. It almost reminds me of white chocolate. Like those white chocolate, um, like mint, mint white chocolate that you get around Christmas time. slurping isn't too loud for anybody. Um, oh, I wanted to mention that I realized, because I was listening to an episode of the Gilmore Guys this evening, that I actually, I mean, I'm sure I got a lot of things wrong in my recollection of the pilot of Gilmore Girls, but, um, one of the things I know I got wrong is when I said that when Rory came in and told Suki and her mother that she had gotten into Chilton, that Suki threw whatever she was holding up in the air that she had been working on. Um, uh, that's actually in an episode in season two where um, Suki, uh, spoilers, <laughs> Suki's wedding invitations come in the mail, and she's so excited that she, um, throws, she's making meringue, and she throws either just, she throws, like, the spatula in the air, or the spatula and the bowl, or I don't know what, but that's actually the, um, that's actually what I was thinking of when I said that, um, in the scene I was actually talking about, um, I'm not exactly sure, she, de she definitely has quite a reaction to the news that Rory, Rory's gotten into Chilton, but I don't remember what her immediate reaction exactly is, but I do remember that um, at the end, I think after Rory has left the kitchen, after Rory has left the kitchen, she does like a little dance, um, and as she's doing that, she tosses the a dish rag that she was holding onto a burner and it catches fire, but, um, one of her sous chefs immediately, uh, comes along and puts a pan lid or a pot lid over top of the burner, extinguishing the flames. So, I think that's how that scene ends. So I was just getting it confused with a different scene in which she throws the meringue that she's working on into the air. And, um, so that's in season two that that actually happens. Um, yep. I now have a total of nine downloads of this podcast. Um, that's nine downloads of any episode of this podcast, not, not nine downloads of, like, the last episode or anything. Nine downloads total. Um, so, I appreciate you, anyone who has taken the time to listen to this podcast, although I'm not sure 
exactly how those things are counted. Uh, whether or not someone has to have listened to a decent amount of the podcast before it's counted, or whether or not it's just a download, maybe they haven't even listened. I don't know, I do know a few of my friends have listened, which I really appreciate. Um, it feels weird to have people that I know listen to, uh, listen to this podcast, but otherwise I don't know how I'm going to, um, grow an audience of any kind. Uh, and I would like to grow an audience of at least 10 people just to give me a reason to keep doing it because I do think that it's good for me to be doing this. Um, it really helps me to uh, force, kind of force myself on a regular basis to remember what is important, which is nothing. Nothing is important. Um, and therefore I may assign a point importance to anything that I wish. And today I wish to assign importance to this tea and some Wikipedia pages about flowers. So, what else do we have here? Oh, what is... Examples include... Okay, after flowering, most plants have no use for the calyx which withers or becomes vestigial. Some plants retain a thorny calyx, either dried or live, as protection for the fruit or seeds. Examples include species of uh, Acana, some of Solin... something. Uh, for example, the Tomatilla... Tom tomatillo. <laughs> Not Tomatilla. Um, and the water... Caldrop. What is a water caldrop? The water caldrop is any of three extant species of the genus Trappa. It is also known as water chestnut, okay, buffalo, oh, buffalo nut, bat nut, devil pod, ling nut, lincock, ling jow, ling keo nut, mustache nut, and Singhada. The species are floating annual aquatic plants growing in slow-moving water up to five meters deep, native to warm temperate parts of Eurasia and Africa. They bear ornately shaped fruits, which in the case of T. bicornis resemble the head of a bull or the silhouette of a flying bat. Each fruit contains a single very large starchy seed. T. natans and T. bicornis have been cultivated in China and the Indian subcontinent for the edible seeds for at least 3,000 years. Ooh, etymology. I love etymology. The, the generic name trappa is de derived from the Latin word for thistle, as also is another common name for the water caltrop. The Chinese name Ling Zhao, Ling meaning caldrop, and Zhao meaning horn. This is often rendered as Ling nut by English speakers. In India and Pakistan, the plant has different reach 
ancestral names such as Singhada. Okay. name in Japanese is Hishi, a word which mean um, a word meaning diamond or lozenge shaped. The manufacturing group Mitsubishi takes its name and logo from the water caltrop. That's interesting. Very interesting. Fossil record wool and fasciope. Sias says transmission. <laughs> um, let's see. What are some other annual or what are some other aquatic plants? Um, aquatic plants are plants that have adapted to living in aquatic environments. I mean, that's obvious. Salt water or fresh water. They are also referred to as hydrophytes or macrophytes distinguish them from algae and other microphytes. A macrophyte is a plant that grows in or near water and is either emergent, submergent, or floating. In lakes and rivers, macrophytes provide cover for fish, substrate for aquatic invertebrates, produce oxygen, and act as food for some fish and wildlife. Okay. Interesting. Uses and importance to humans. Um, some aquatic plants are used by humans as a food source. Examples include wild rice. Yeah, that's right. Um, water caltrop. Just read about that. Chinese water chestnut, Indian lotus, water spinach, and watercress. A decline in macrophyte community may indicate a water quality problem and changes in the ecological status of the water body. Okay. Firstly, overly high nutrient levels may create an overabundance of macrophytes, which may in turn interfere with lake processing. What is lake processing? Oh, I see. Okay, there's there's no page for lake processing, but it it's it says this page has not yet been created. Create page? No thanks, because I have no idea what that is. Although, wouldn't it be funny if I created the page having no idea what it was and just wrote whatever I wanted on it? Like the sun is almost up. It's looking like a clear day today. Let's check the weather. 
it is six degrees, so kind of chilly still, but I wonder what the forecast is. Yeah, it's gonna be fairly chilly. Oh, it's gonna go up to like 14 degrees at some point, so that's not too bad. Around 4 p.m. it's gonna be around 14 degrees, so that's good. Sometimes I like to take my little guy out on the balcony for some fresh air when I wake up. Yeah. Well, I hope that the weather is pleasant where you are. Um, and I think that'll be all for me for today. Um, do something nice for yourself. Maybe not right now, if you're falling asleep, but make a plan to do something nice for yourself, even if it's just small, like making yourself a cup of tea or lighting a candle that you've been saving for no particular reason. Have a good night.